Hi everyone, this is Joanne LaRocque and for my podcast uh, this time I would like to introduce you to my husband, Mike LaRocque. Uh, Mike's been a performer most of his life, a railroader, a salesman, and I would like to talk to him about his music uh, career and how he got involved with the music. If you'd like to sponsor me uh, for this podcast, or for any of the podcasts, please email me, uh, keep it kind, please, <laughs> at J for Joanne, M for Mike, B for Brent, J for Jessica, C for Chanel, 8 at hotmail.com. And uh, so, yeah, so here we go. Hi, Mike. Hi there. How are <laughs> you doing? <laughs> Good. We're married. We've been married for <laughs> over 34 years. Yeah, 32. 32. <laughs> feels like it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, so for this podcast, uh, one of the, the the funnest things that we ever did living here in, in Sudbury was I knew that my husband always wanted to go to Nashville and so this was about two or three summers ago, and I looked at the price to fly to Nashville from Sudbury, and it was just so expensive. And so then I Googled it, I map quested it, and I figured out, well, it's only a 16-hour road trip. And I said to my husband, do you want to go on a road trip to Nashville? <laughs> it's only 16 hours. And he said, yeah, sure, why not? So... We just grabbed our suitcases and told our kids, and and off we went. And uh, I'm going to let Mike tell you a little bit about what happened when we, we ended up going to Nashville. Okay, Mike? <laughs> well, it was quite the surprise because she had every, planned everything. And uh, um, we got there, and we, of course, uh, went to uh, listen to the music and all the honky-tonks there on the... Uh, uh, Broadway, I think they call it, Broadway Street. And, uh, it, you know, it, to me, it was uh, the highlight of my life. Uh, from the time I was uh, uh, very young, um, at home, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd listen to country music. So I knew most of all the uh, the old country singers, and most of them, most of them now are gone. And... Uh, it brought it brought back so many memories, and uh, uh, I got to thinking, you know, from the time I was uh, very young till now, no wonder I love country music, and I still love the old stuff too. And uh, it's, um, of course, we uh, uh, went to visit the Grand Ole Opry, so it was more like a tour. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so we. Uh, we went through the uh, the tour and all the the rooms in the back where all the the famous musicians uh, where they wait for their turn to get on stage, and uh, also you could see all the guitars hanging on the wall and whatever. So um, and the special rooms for the, the special rooms specific artists. Yeah, specific. Yeah, that's right for specific artists. And then we went on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, and um, we had our, our 
our portrait taken. Yeah, our portrait <laughs> taken. And, like and everybody else, all the other uh, yeah. thousands of tours. <laughs> all of a sudden, the uh, photographer, the lady photographer says, Hey, do you want to sing a song? So Mike I, had his cowboy hat on. I had on. my cowboy hat on. I now wear a cowboy hat most of the time. So I looked at her. I said, well, I don't have a guitar here. She says, no, 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 don't, just sing it a cappella. Oh, I said, okay. So um, there was a lot of people actually sitting in the, in the audience. It was surprising, I guess. I don't know if it was people waiting for their turn to go on the tour, if they had went or whatever. Anyways, um, I got to sing uh, two songs a cappella. What were they, Mike? Uh, one of the oldest songs I ever learned, Heartaches by the Number. That was the first one I said. How did it sound a little bit? Uh, well, <laughs> I could do it later. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it later <laughs> with the guitar. Yeah, it's easier. Anyways, uh, it was really um, so special for me because where I was standing, where the microphone is, it's the original microphone that was used uh, at the, the old uh, Grand Ole Opry. Now, the Grand Ole Opry is not in the same building as where... Uh, it was first when it originated as the Grand Ole Opry. Um, it's a newer, bigger facility and whatnot. But what they did is they took the center, and they call it the round, where the microphone is standing, and they cut out the hardwood floor from the old Grand Ole Opry, and they installed it at the new Grand Ole Opry. So as I'm standing there, um, how would I explain it? Um, you felt I, I felt I felt the energy, the spirit, yeah, of all the old country singers, and uh, you yeah, felt inspired. I felt inspired, but it it really meant a lot to me. So uh, yeah, that was a great trip. Really you sang enjoyed. one song, and then she asked you to sing another. Yeah, song. which I forget what the other one is or was. <laughs> But uh, it was an old... I, I would have liked to record that, but we were just shocked. And I had my purse at the stand. And I and uh, when she asked my husband to sing a tune, I just walked away so he could have his moment at the center of the stage. And I my purse was there with my phone. And I, I would have liked to quickly record him on video doing that but we have the memory of that yeah, anyway yeah, that's a good memory really it was a great really nice trip it yeah was... and then from uh, a couple of days in Nashville we went over to Memphis, Memphis yeah. and to the Sun Records uh, studio where Elvis Presley Johnny Cash uh, Jerry Lee Lewis Jerry Lee Lewis yeah. uh, they all recorded <clears throat> a lot of their great hits there when they first started their careers the early days of their careers so let's go back to when you were young uh and you first started to play guitar and why play guitar what made you decide to play uh be a musician at a young age well uh, or who bought you a guitar well first of all i'm going to start by saying uh, we go to to my grandparents and um, on my dad's side and uh, there was always instruments there. You had quite a few brothers. And once in a while, they'd come home with a guitar and accordion. But they never really learned how to play it. But uh, 
myself and my older brother really loved going there because we knew there'd be a new instrument. So um, the idea came from there, I guess, and my, uh, my dad played a bit, a few chords and whatever, and um, we always wanted to play, I guess. Uh, my first guitar um, was a guitar I bought off my cousins for $10, and I mean, it, it wasn't the best guitar. The strings were so high on there and so hard to press that I was so determined to learn how to play, how to chord a guitar, that I'd be playing for hours and hours and hours and falling asleep on my bed with my guitar kind of thing and and wake up and still wanted to strum the guitar. I didn't play the flute loud, but it's funny. Uh, my parents slept in the next bedroom and they never said nothing saying, hey, you shouldn't be playing guitar in the middle of the night, you know. But uh, it, it didn't take very long. I uh, I guess I learned enough. Um, I was asked to uh, uh, play in a band about six six or eight months later, I'd say. How old were you then? Oh, I, I must have been 16 by then. Yeah, around 16, I guess. And uh, And you learned the songs from... The radio, or did your family well, have a record player well, at we the had, time? We had record players. Everybody had a small record player and uh, records. But also, yeah, we'd learn. Uh, I well, I knew a lot of songs when I started the band because uh, mostly uh, the same songs, kind of what I sing now, uh, the old uh, country classics and fifties, uh, sixties, and seventies rock and roll. So I knew quite a few of them. And um, we, we'd play also uh, uh, the top 40 that, on the radio kind of thing. So anytime new songs would come out, uh, you know, we, we learned a lot of them. So what, was, what was the name of your band? Um, the name of the band, <laughs> the band was Star Band Buddies. And why did you choose that name? Well, who chose that name? How we well, we kind of chose it. Uh, um, we were asked to do four or five songs uh, at a barn dance. Actually, there's a big barn there uh, on the highway between uh, Chelmsford and Dowling. Um, what was what was it called? OK Corral. Anyways, uh, for a couple of summers. Uh, a couple of times a summer they'd hold a barn dance and they'd have um, uh, the band itself and uh, which was a, a fellow by the name of Rainy LaRue I forget the name of his band but the um, he played for years and years and years and uh, he was actually good friends of um, Actually, the manager, uh, Mr. Baudry, Armin Baudry. No relation to, to my no. family, my maternal family. Yeah. So we he were was, Baudry's as well. His son was the drummer in our band, and um, we were all pretty young, 15, 16, 17 years old, and um, nobody had a vehicle. So we'd use um, his truck and his trailer 
which had a picture of a horse on it, and it said Star Band Buddies. <laughs> That's because the uh, they had um, a show horse, and uh, they were also members of the Chelmsford uh, Quarter Horse Association. So they had quite the membership because we'd play at dances and, you know, uh, the places where the halls were always full, you know, there was a lot of people. So anyways, we, we were asked by Mr. LaRue to do a couple of songs during that, that night at uh, the barn dance. And uh, Mr. LaRue also announced that, uh, you know, we're a new band and all this. It was the first uh, booking because they were the first gig we played at. And um, he announced also, you know, that we were available to take bookings. And he also uh, announced that he was retiring his music business. So what happened is uh, people enjoyed our music there. And uh, he uh, was giving us his bookings. He must have been booked a year ahead of time. And plus, every time we went to play, we'd get more bookings. So we were booked sometimes, well, we play mostly uh, weekends, uh, sometimes twice twice in a weekend. And uh, we also done uh, school dances and um, different, different social evenings. Uh, but that went on for quite a few years. So that would be in the late 60s, early 70s? Uh, that was would be mostly the early 70s, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I played for quite a few years, and after that, well... Were you working anywhere else at the same time, or...? Oh, I still, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did, when I was 17 years old, um, I um, started play, uh, started working for Canadian Pacific Railway, and which I worked there for many years until I retired. Um, but <laughs> being a young man, 17, 18 years old, um, we, we also um, drank hard and partied hard. <laughs> well, so, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so that comes with the music business. It seems. So I'd be missing uh, mostly Fridays and Mondays. <laughs> You're lucky they kept you on in the railway. <laughs> well, the boss, the, real, the, the roadmaster, once in a while, I'd see him and he'd say, hey, you little bugger. And he'd grab me like by the neck and he'd, he'd kind of rough me up a little bit and he'd laugh and he'd give me heck and he'd laugh and he says, you know, you know, I'm going to have to fire you. You know, Lorock, I'm going to have to fire you. You can't keep doing that. Then he said, ah, you know, I know you're going to. You got to straighten up, he says. No, he says, just come to work every day. <laughs> and he'd laugh. So. so you continued to play your music every weekend, yeah, it sounds I, like. <laughs> yeah, every weekend. And I, the weekend started Friday and it ended uh, Monday, you could say. And uh, that was the two days to recuperate from the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So did you ever think of uh, heading down to Nashville when you were younger? when you were knee-deep in your career uh, as being a weekend musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And singer and performer. Of course. Um, at the time, too, I you know, started writing songs a bit. And um, there was an incident where um, 
my, the manager comes up to me, and we're it was on the on a Saturday night, and we were loading up the truck with our instruments to go play to go for that booking. So he comes up to me and he says, "Mike, listen now, I don't want you to drink too much tonight. You understand?" He said, "There's somebody coming to listen to you sing." So, you know. You know, through the years, there's hundreds and thousands of people come listening to us sing. So, you know, say that was all part of being in the band, you know, drinking, whatever, and partying. So um, we were we were playing, and all of a sudden, I see this guy come in uh, through the hall, uh, the uh, the door at the, at the hall, and. Uh, He's got a brown suit on and a brown cowboy hat. So he comes in and the manager meets him. So the the song I was I was my turn to come up at the mic, and he had told me before that around this time I want you to sing Blue Spanish Eyes, and I said well okay you know. So. Uh, I come up to the mic, and of course, I had quite a few drinks. And <laughs> at the time, and it, it's still a bit like that. If um, And then we couldn't use our lyrics. Like, that was against rules. Like, we had to know all our songs, and you didn't have a, a book with lyrics. So what was happening is I'd start singing, and... I've always said it, like because they, the the guys were teasing me. Uh, after, they, you must have saw a pretty young girl go by you and you got distracted. <laughs> and you know what? Probably that's what it was. <laughs> but it happened often enough. But I'd forget my lyrics, and what I do because I didn't have the lyrics in front of me, I kind of turn around like this and I'd look at the drummer, and he pick up where I left off because. I couldn't remember the, the lyrics. So um, actually this happened uh, <laughs> happened a few times, but a couple of times in that, in whatever, that hour the guy was there or whatever. And uh, what I heard, what I heard that, what I heard uh, later that evening, like the manager was really, really upset at me. And <laughs> giving me heck, and he says, you know, why did you drink like that, and this and that, and that's why you forget your words, this and that. Well, I didn't know what to say. But then I found out that that guy was a scout. And a talent scout. A talent scout. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he told the manager, he says, oh, this kid's got a big voice, he's got a good voice, he says, but you know what? Mm, we have enough drunks in Nashville, we don't need another one. So, so you missed the train to Nashville. Yeah, or missed the bus. That's what my or my, the bus. My bus. My yeah. My friends were saying the guys in the band. You missed the bus to Nashville. But maybe because you uh, had just forgotten your lyrics, that he thought you were intoxicated. Well, I was. But <laughs> to this day, I I know that you do need your lyrics yeah, to remember your words. So, yeah. it might have not been the alcohol. It just might have been. Uh, just forgetting the lyrics and performing and possibly a 
beautiful girl walked by yeah. and that did it. <laughs> that oh. was before I knew you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, way before. <laughs> but you continued to sing afterwards, though, didn't you? And uh, throughout your whole life. And so what are you doing now? You're getting close to 70 years old. You're still singing uh, every day, which yes, just every day. helps uh, you just to keep the voice up, keep your uh, musicality up, play the guitar. And what are you up to now, Mike? Well, I, I started playing again, again in the uh, nursing homes and uh, uh, senior retirement homes. And do you not have a... Facebook group, <laughs> a yes, Facebook yes, page, yes. and I have a Facebook, Insta Instagram right. page. Yeah, the Facebook page is called At Home Country, and I believe I have about uh, sixty-nine or seventy songs there. So it's called At Home Country on Facebook, Facebook. and mm -hmm. on Instagram. Instagram it's, also. It's it says your name, Mike Larock, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But uh, I believe some of your videos are on YouTube as well, uh, under La Rock Country or At Home Country, I think, uh, mm. the different uh, channels on YouTube. Would you mind playing us a little bit of uh, uh, one of your favorite artists, possibly, or favorite well, song? Well, um, what, what, why music? Why do you lo love music that much, and why do you love singing that much? <laughs> I think um, I love uh, the reaction of the people. Um, you know, it brings joy, brings back memories. Um, it, it, that's the feeling, that's the good feeling about it. And when I sing, I become somebody else in another world. And I usually feel the song I'm singing, so I get right into that song. And, uh, yeah, that's And you think of the artist, possibly, Yeah, if it's a cover song. We have written and recorded nine original songs. One is a children's song called Alligator Tears, and the other original songs, uh, one of them is called Pretty Pictures in regards to In Honor of My Father, who suffered with dementia, and we have a, another song that's doing quite well, She Don't Understand. Uh, and those songs are streaming on various platforms such as Spotify and Apple iTunes and so on and so forth. So uh, those are our original uh, tunes that we both wrote together and recorded. Uh, one song that we that Mike did the music for was for our daughter, Chanel LaRock. She also has some songs on Spotify, and that song is called I Miss You. But let's get to having Mike play a little tune for us before we wrap this up. Oh, he just has to get his uh, his his guitar pick. <laughs> We're uh, doing this at home in our living room, so here we go. <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking maybe I'd do uh, a Merle Haggard song, which is a song that I was singing when I first started in the band, when I was about 16, 17 years old, called Lonesome Fugitive. Down every road there's always one more city 
I'm on the run, the highway is my home. I raised a lot of cane back in my younger days. While mama used to pray, my crops would fail. Now I'm not a for just two ways I'll run the law or spend my life in jail I'd like to settle down but they won't let me a fugitive must be a rolling stone Down every road there's always one more city I'm on the run, the highway is my home I'm on the run, the highway is my home Well, thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope everyone has a good day. And I really hope that you enjoy this podcast. And uh, as we go along, as I go along with other podcasts, I'll introduce you to uh, some of my our other family and friends. But for tonight, uh, we're going to wrap this up. And uh, Mike's going to just play another little tune while I... Uh, Say goodbye to to everyone. Take care, everyone.